Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. What you do see is you go to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And you type that little address in there and then you say, I would like to subscribe for a dollar or two dollars or three dollars or five dollars because I want to get the music or ten dollars because I want my name at the end of the show or whatever reason you're going to be supporting the Sun Ranto show and keeping us on the air, whether it's that you want to help us pay our website hosting bill, which is coming up for 200 bucks, whether it's you want to help us pay to keep the show streaming on StreamYard. What, if you just want to help buy us tickets or beer, if you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show per year, well, that's like subscribing basically at like the $3 level. So get it done. You get the show early, ad-free. There's perks at every level. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us. It's how we keep the lights on here. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Lunch Ranto! Hey everybody, it's Danny Rocket here with Crawley the Cub, <laughs> Crawley's Cubs Kingdom, and uh, we're here, at a, we're doing a nooner, we got a nooner going, uh, because we got the White Sox coming up to the north side tomorrow. And uh, this is the only time we could find to do it because I'm actually going to the White Sox game tonight, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna try out a different fan base. I'm gonna see how I like it, and I'll let the Cubs know if I can be a fan of their team still. But I'll still do the show. But uh, uh, what what are you doing, man? What do you come on, dude? Seriously, I got I got I got free tickets from a Cubs fan. That's <laughs> really what's happening. I'm going down there. I'm gonna tailgate. I'm gonna show Sox fans that it's fun to go to baseball games and I, i'm leading by example i gave a lot of shit to twitter socks twitter about not showing up to baseball games so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna completely document my trip down to the south side show people how it's done show how cub fans are are great fans of their team and that socks fans should be as well i'm just i'm leading by example here crawley i even i'm even got a comiskey park shirt that what I bought the at the Negro. I do. I do. I don't have a Sox hat. I wear my Chicago American Giants hat. 
I got my uh, Comiskey Park shirt that celebrates the East-West game that was played from the Negro Leagues years and years ago, and uh, that's that's how I'm going um, to represent tonight. I'm going to eat Jimmy John sandwiches out of, a, out of the back of a car. Like I, I don't. I, I don't. I feel like I don't know you anymore. <laughs> well, a lot's changed this last week, Crawley. A lot's changed for me. You see, um, but uh, uh, anyway, I, I, how you do? How you holding up? It's been a rough week. I've, I've been angry. Just, I've been really it, mad. I've been angry. I've been upset. I've. It's like. I, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I, I have, I am one of those people that have now refused. I'm done torturing myself with, with highlights of Javi tags and, and stolen bases and, and home runs. I'm just done with it. And it's like, I'm frustrated. I, I, if the season ended tomorrow, I would be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of the same way. It's like been hard watching these games. Like I don't care. Uh, I don't care about a Cubs Rockies game. Uh, you know, we, we've got guys on the team that I've I've never even heard of. You know, it's like the, the Frank Schwindel era has begun. Like, who was clocking Frank Schwindel before last week? Nobody. <laughs> None of us. Uh, you know, we the I guess there's a couple interesting things to watch. It's nice to see our new shiny toy Hoyer. Cody Hoyer had a nice hitting last night. Kinda didn't strike anybody out, but um, Manny Rodriguez, Man Rod. Kind of excited about that. I mean, but really, it's depressing. We win last night. I I couldn't have cared less. Um, it's uh, you know there, there there are going to be things to watch, and Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson are two of the biggest. But the people that are like the pee whiz, like oh my god, this is the greatest thing, guys. He's like thirty. He's thirty. Like Ortega's like so, thirty. Ortega's thirty. These are these are what you call four A players that were never really good enough to be in the majors and kind of good enough, uh, too good to be in AAA, but they just couldn't make it in the majors. These guys are not guys that are going to be on the next great Cubs team. So if 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 watching that is, is something that interests you, that's great. Like I said, I'll be watching some of the pitching, some of the bullpen pieces. There's nothing, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with September call-ups, but uh, it really, there's not much to watch. Yeah, it's, it's rough out there. Uh, Andrew Romine. You know, dude was born in 1985, for God's sake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, he's getting long in the tooth there. That's your shortstop. We have a 37-year-old shortstop right now. What Things about, ain't looking good. <laughs> what about Hone Shui Vargas? John Shui Vargas. I mean. Johannes Shui Vargas? Name of, name of the year. Name of the year. You got to give him that. <laughs> but, yeah, he's another one that's 30, right? I don't even know what the hell he is. I don't know who he is. No, nah, born born in nineteen ninety four. There that's you not, go. Yeah, that's not terrible. He's the future. Uh six one one eighty. Um the Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store and uh you know we kind of get together we have a conversation about something cubs related or baseball related or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist matt camera you never know what's going to happen over there on tuesdays at 6 p.m at the spotify green room app here's what you do uh you download it and um then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory, 
Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app, and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to tell you about him besides his weight. But I will. I do want to bring – we're doing a Sox preview. This is a Cubs-Sox preview. Big rivalry heading up to Wrigley Field. I know, Crawler, you're scared shitless that, like, Wrigley's going to be rocking with all Sox fans. And, like, no Cubs fans are going to show up. And we're just – it's just going to be embarrassing. Like, the only time the Sox fans will pack a stadium this whole year will be maybe in the ALCS and – at Wrigley Field this weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, again, season ticket holders all not all season, but but now more, especially more recently. But but just in general, been taking a bath. They've been losing money. They've been selling their tickets for way under. Uh, what's going to change? Uh, Cubs socks. You're going to have people trying to make whatever money they can on this Cubs socks series. Season ticket holders. So you'll be getting overvalue on that on StubHub. Uh, Milwaukee, there's Milwaukee fans are going to come to Wrigley and they're going to take that over. But other Sell than that, that other than that, cause those two are very, you know, obviously for a lot of people like Milwaukee's not that far away and obviously going from the, you know, traveling up from the South side, or even if you're in the Northern burbs, uh, you're going to see a lot of Sox fans. It's going to be a complete and total party because it's, it's ships crossing in the night, man. It's, it's, you had the Cubs in one of their most dominant stretches in, team history and you had the White Sox who until last year hadn't made a playoffs in a, de- a postseason in a decade and now everything's going in opposite direction all the big names all the shiny toys all on the White Sox and who do the Cubs have nobody nobody <laughs> um, well one thing I will push back a little bit about the Brewers fans coming down because most of them don't have licenses anymore so it's going to be t- tough to come down uh, you know unless unless they're going to drive illegally after the judge took their license yeah, away you, from you, that you honestly DUI. think that you think that Wisconsin people use licenses dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the license licenses and vax cards not their not their strong suit no. um but before we get – let's get into this, but I want to bring on – he's the drummer of the Bleacher Bum Band, and maybe maybe people will judge us for this, but our drummer is a Sox fan. And we call him Mikey Southside, and I'm going to bring him on. Uh, Southside Mike, how you doing, brother? Hey, hey, it's so good to be on, Danny Crawley. Good to be on with you boys, and uh... – I'm I'm agreeing with everything I'm hearing so far. You can you can bring it on as far as the uh, the Sox fans not showing up. But I got to tell you, when I'm on social media as of late, the Sox games are like the kind of like chic thing to do now. I've seen people that I didn't even know they knew about baseball. Now they're showing pictures of them at the Sox game at at Kaminsky Field. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I hear you though. I hear you though. They're gonna how, how show up be- in droves. How did you have you always been a Sox fan? Did you did you try to no, choose you know, the actually, Cubs and my, they did my, something to my you? dad? My dad is from the north side and, and I actually had I wish I could find it. I had it on my wall growing up. I, I am a diehard Cub fan. I'm a member of the diehard Cub fan club. I have you know my signature on it. And I don't know what my I'm sure my mom still has it somewhere at her house. But um you know I, I loved 84, even though it ended the way it, the way it did. I remember where I was watching it, and that's why the whole thing about the, the Steve Garvey song that we're coming out with, I love it because that brings back so many memories, you know, some good, some painful. Yeah, but I remember Steve when Garvey. Rick Sutcliffe, Oh, I remember when Rick Sutcliffe came on before that game, and he, and he said, you know, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I'd bet on the Cubs. And I thought, oh, bad yeah. bet. But, um, but anyway, uh, 
I, I became a Sox fan. I, I went to, to school um, real close to, to Comiskey Park. I went to De La Salle. And so, you know, I, most of the guys I went to high school with were Sox fans, sport guys, Canaryville guys. And I played on the baseball team. So our baseball field was literally on the other side of 35th Street from Comiskey. So you'd hit a foul ball. It would go back and it, it might even hit off their, their wall. It was so cool. So <laughs> that got me – they got me a little bit into it. I went to the first game in the new um, – you know, the new, whatever they call know, it. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, that's it. Wonderful. Uh, right. Uh, and, and that was the experience too, because like I, I was there, but it was a totally different deal. Yeah. And then um, I, I suppose I, I got turned on to the Sox more so from, from being turned off by the Cubs, just going to a couple Cubs games. And I, I just, it just didn't seem like, it didn't seem from my point of view that anybody was there other than to, be seen it like seemed like a big frat party or something yeah and it you know, is. i consider the neighborhood i get it but but i i'd rather go to a game where there's people fighting and, and getting silly but they're, they're kind of watching the game too they know what's going on i guess so all 12, and i, I like the fact them. that it was easy to park and it was cheaper you know it's all of them all thousand of them right? I, I i literally got so, free uh, tickets tonight and i'm gonna eat jimmy john sandwiches in a trunk like that is how cheap i'm gonna be. i'm going down there with a cooler of mojito you know that that from rum my sister bought like this is gonna cost me nothing and i'm gonna party my face off tonight down uh, the south side hopefully I get on the the L train at some point in the night and don't fall asleep before my spot. Um, we got a question from the peanut gallery here. John Freeman wants to know Southside Mike speaking from the botanical garden greenhouse. Yeah, yes, yeah. he is. Now this is actually a little a little screen room I, I I put on the back of my place because there's there's just too many mosquitoes around here. I like to be outside. So yeah, it's, sure. that's what that's what it is. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. I've never been down to your never been down to your house, but I have to come down party down there. You you've you been up, you, you, you partied after the bleacher bum bands up on the north side, but we'll have to do a little south side thing. But um, as I said, I'm going to the game tonight. Any advice for me about you know what what I should do, like what I should do, where I should drink, like. Yes. Well, the one thing I, I, I want you to do, and, I, and I'm going to implore that you do this, is, is you check out your, your speed pitch. And I want to know how fast you can throw that ball. Oh, okay. um, I, I actually did it once before, and I think I topped out around 35. What? And, yeah, no, seriously. I, I have the weakest arm in the world, and I've dislocated both of my shoulders many times and never got them surgically fixed. So that's pretty much probably why. <laughs> but I honestly like okay. it hurts me to throw a baseball. So I don't ever I can't I can't, uh, you know, lay out. I can't just, you know, let it go. You know, I can't I will be in a sling. You next time you'll see me will be in a sling. And one of these times I'm just going to have to get surgery. I think I threw, so. Uh, this is not a Sun Ranto joke. I think last time I, I uh, my wife got tickets to uh, uh, the Sox park for a Cub Sox game, and I threw sixty nine. Not kidding, was I think the wow. top speed that I got it up to, but uh, it was the it was a great game because it was Hawk Harrelson's last game, and he thought the troops were going to go out and win it for him. And he was wearing his little pinky shirt, and, and and like he was like crying and sniveling the whole time, and 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 he thought he would like walk off a winner, and the Cubs just beat the shit out of him. And I can't remember who went there. It was uh, one some some uh, politician, some Illinois politician. And uh, what happens is uh, as they're, like, giving Hawk Harrelson this award, like Wilson Contreras blasts a home run. It was just awesome. <laughs> the good old days. Do, do you miss Hawk? Do you miss Hawk Harrelson? Or do, or were you one of those Sox fans that couldn't wait for him to leave the booth? 
No, I, I'm glad to see him gone. Um, you know, it's funny because my, my older sister, she'll tell me stories of Hawk when he was a player on the Sox and how he was just a real player. You know, he always had the, the shirt open and the and the the, the Elvis do kind of. And oh, was, yeah. You know, he was just so, you know, like a ladies man, you know, and, and, and just and just to hear that and then to hear his cheesy comments and just, I, you know, the 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 never ending defense of all things white sex. I get it. You got to help him out a little bit. But yeah, it was just too much. I'm glad to see that, uh, you know, he's <laughs> he's he only out, on the he, scoreboard now. He he uh, threw out the first pitch the other day. I watched because I had a bet with somebody that he was going to shit his pants when he threw it, but I lost that bet. But I, I mean, I I don't know. I I really did think thought he was going to shit his pants. Uh, there's a there's a picture of Hawk Harrelson, and he and he looks like uh, the Hamburglar. Have you seen this? <laughs> it's hysterical. No, but I I know that uh, you know the, the disco era fit him well. Yeah, he was. He, he kind of reminds me of Leisure Suit Larry, you know, like who you mm-hmm, think of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was not sad to see him go. He hated the Cubs so much; like it was annoying how much he hated the the Chicago Cubs. Um, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this show with a great song that I a great parody I, I wrote to um, young Americans called Dumb Hawk Harrelson. Dumb Hawk Harrelson, <laughs> Dumb Hawk Harrelson. He was a Dumb Hawk Harrelson. Uh, so, oh, all nice. right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I'm I'm looking for this picture. I'm trying to find it of uh, Hawk Harrelson as the Hamburglar. I think I might have found it. Let's see. I saved it to my desktop. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. You're gonna enjoy this one. It's just. I mean, I know people dressed weird in the '70s, but Hawk Harrelson specifically. Look at this picture of Hawk. Oh. He's like it looked like uh, he broke his leg. He's got a he's got a, a crutch that he's, he looks he's, like he's, the he looks like the bad guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> oh man, he should he should same, bring that the back. Same glasses. It. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the chips enough glasses for me. Yeah, Ar- Artie Boucher says, "Thank goodness he gone." <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this year's White Sox team. First place, okay, uh, sixty three and forty four. Although I think that's sixty three and forty five after last night and uh you're playing behind your pythagorean theorem it, they have you with 530 runs uh scored in 412 allowed they say you're supposed to have uh, at least three more wins so how much of that is tony larusa's fault and why is it all of his fault <laughs> you know what i mean do you do you think tony LaRusse, oh sorry you yeah, you were uh, you were you were frozen for a moment there i i I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step back and say that I, I do think that Tony Larusa and his hands-off approach. Luckily, that Bar is there to support him in the later innings, so he doesn't fall asleep. I think it's, it's, it's a stroke of genius because you, you don't really need someone telling these guys how to play. They're the most athletic team in MLB. They're a bunch of studs, and to have someone like him, like an old man, who's gonna do nothing because he can't stay awake. To me, that's beautiful. So I blame none of those losses on him. So what? Why, why are well, they? Well, there were losses where he didn't understand the rule book, or where he had some goofy lineups, where he had Jake Lamb in there for some reason. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't These know if specifics. it's specifics. These are specifics. I'm talking about all intangibles. There's all those intangibles about those meetings that they're not calling, those early morning sessions that they're not having because yeah. he doesn't want to wake up either. Because he's know, hungover. I mean, that's what I think. I think they exactly, and and you know what, they love he's got it. They love him for it. Plus, he's a legend. 
did you did you did you see i mean you you heard what he said about about mercedes and how he just loves abreu and he loves anderson and he supports those guys to the end and you know it's it's kind of i mean i know there was guillen that said that but they all think it you know it's like that's the attitude and, and Larusa, i'm sure you know he'd say it too if he if he could talk yeah it i don't know man i it was a real head scratcher of a decision to me and uh you know and i'm wondering right now is he does he is he the kind of manager you're 10 games ahead of the Indians right now. I mean, is he the kind of manager that's going to keep a fire lit under these guys or they're going to like waltz into these playoffs, you know, because the Central is simple. Like, it, you know, the Cubs could win the AL Central. You know what I mean? Like, it, even with the clouds are thrown out there these days. With Frank Schwindel? Do you think with, Frank yeah, Schwindel Frank would? Schwindel would be the batting champion of the AL if they gave him a chance. <laughs> I, I kid. I kid, Frank. But – um no, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. Like you guys would be in third place in the AL East based upon record. You'd be in second place in the West, and you'd be the second wild card team. So you're running away with the Central. You've got a losing record on the road. Um, you know, so I'm just looking at this. I'm like, I know everybody, everybody's like, oh, there's the Sox here. They're going to go deep into the playoffs. But I'm looking at a team that's not going to show up for the playoffs. Like They're going to be, you know, to waltz in and then, you know, not have anything to give. That's my hope anyway. I think Mike. I think Mike. I believe you're frozen. Man, I Uh, I cannot hear a word you're saying. You're cutting. Oh boy. Couple couple things here about the the south side. Yeah. (laughs) Couple things about the Sox that you you do got to think about is number one, they don't have a good record against teams that are above 500. Um, They've had injuries. Uh, It's it's not an excuse. A lot of teams have had injuries. Uh, They have injury. They've had injuries with some key players. Now, their their bullpen has been bolstered by none other than the Cubs, giving them Ryan Tapera and Craig Kimbrell. Their bullpen is absolutely locked down. Now, the starting pitching is something to kind of watch. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you why is that it was a great starting pitching staff. You got Lance Lynn. Okay. And when you got Lance Lynn, that guy's been an absolute bulldog. But then you got a couple other things. Uh, Carlos Rodon, I think, did he have a perfect game? Was that a perfect game and almost a couple no of hitter. hitters? Um, but with, with, with Rodon, he's a guy that's been injured a lot the last couple of years, which is why they basically, he signed with the, with the White Sox for like a couple million, like for nothing. And, uh, you know, the question is, is it, it, he's been struggling lately, and Steve Stone's brought up maybe a dead arm period. And so with this guy, he's a guy that's been injury prone, and you wonder, you know, can he do a full 162 and still have something left at the tank at the end? And if it's not smart for the White Sox to give him a phantom injury, give him some innings off, those type of things, you got Lucas Giolito, who a lot of people have talked about the spin rate. Okay, Sticky stuff. And, Sticky stuff, and he was. I, who was it that called him out and almost got in a fight with him? It was uh, who was that? Can't remember. It was from Minnesota, but they almost got in a fight because he's like, "Yeah, you don't have the sticky stuff anymore." But you're seeing Giolito. If, if that's Josh Donaldson. Uh, Josh Donaldson. So if 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 Giolito doesn't have that slider going, he's getting hit pretty hard. And then Craig, uh, and then the other starter that you kind of look at, Keuchel, is a guy that kind of pitches to contact, which, you know, we see that with uh, with Hendricks. Sometimes it's great, other times, you know, you, you'd rather miss bats. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But their offense, 
their offense, you know, you got a lot of, it, it reminds me a lot of like the 2015, 16 Cubs where any single one of the guys, one through nine could just hit a home run. Like there, there's nobody that, that doesn't have that opportunity at any given at bat. Yeah. Mm. I, I, are you, are you with us, Mike? I'm not sure if, uh, if you're catching this, I, I'm back. I, I, yeah, it was, okay. it was it was in and out. I I know that you were you were leading me into to give you why the reason that Tony Larusa is the worst thing since sliced bread. But I'm going to say, what about a couple of the injuries that the Sox have had to deal with, and the fact that the guys that have made up for those guys have done amazingly well, and probably if they hadn't done what they do, they wouldn't even be you know nine games up. Yeah, I mean that, that guy Yerman Mercedes just like I mean wasn't that like historic how. That? He, he came up. He came up, and he did nothing but hit. He hit, 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 hit. So you you did have a lot of luck. You have some depth down in the minor leagues, but you wonder. You worry about the defense. You got the DH, so you can Eloy. You can DH Eloy and stuff like that. I mean, obviously they crushed the Cubs at Wrigley last year. I mean, Abreu just like I mean, the dude ha- had himself a, a freaking year in three games at Wrigley Field last year, and it's just like. But when I I'm looking at cracks in the plaster is all I'm saying. It's like I'm I'm looking at you know you're nine and ten since the All Star break. You know I'm wondering if they're just and you're not playing good teams. You're playing the the Royals. Got spanked by the Royals last mm. night. So I'm just wondering if there's cracks in the plaster and that this team that Tony doesn't have the way to light the fire for the long haul to get them into the playoffs in two months and and do anything there i'm couple other things couple things that you brought up there danny number one what a lot of people are talking about is obviously we've talked about it before eloy jimenez can't play the field worth a shit he's awful he, he, he is a uh just a negative defender hurts you on defense and the issue though is a lot of people are thinking that eloy there's some dh guys that just can do it they can just sit on the game all day come off the bench and hit you know that was tommy Lastello was a famous guy like that uh, uh other thing like that but when you talk about eloy he's one of those guys that really needs to play the field or because if you play him at DH, he struggles. It's like he doesn't, he's not into the flow of the game and it just doesn't work for him. Okay. And the other thing is Jose Abreu, who you've mentioned, uh, as, as going off on the Cubs last season and pretty much ending John Lester's career as a Cub, uh, that, that is one of those situations where, uh, what do they say? Father time is undefeated. Abreu, after that MVP season last year, has really been struggling. He's been hit a lot. Uh, you know, he, he's just re- that was when Tony Larusa ran out looking like he shit his pants the other day. He got <laughs> hit in the head. Um, but they is it's one of those situations where Abreu is lo- all of a sudden looking his age, and he's one of those guys. Like, remember when we used to talk about Kerry Wood, and when Kerry Wood was like in high school and stuff, like they pitched him like both ends of a doubleheader and shit like that. Abreu from like fifteen to twenty five, like just played massive amounts of baseball with like the Cuban national team. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of miles on the tires, and you're wondering if this year they're starting to catch up. Well, let's. Take a look at the Sox offense here, uh, and I'll let you respond to that, Mike. It- well, you know, let I me mean, let me say something about that. I, I, I can say I would, one thing. I definitely will agree with you. I, the other day, he got nailed in the head again. I don't know if you saw that. And you know, he's got this ultra toughness. Never, you know, never take a day off. Uh, get right back up. You know, wipe a little dirt on it. But to me, if there's ever a time to give the guy a, a day or two off, he just got nailed in the ear, and you know, he's in the lineup the next day. So. 
Uh, I do have a problem with that, I guess, from from Larusa's standpoint. And how far away is Grandal? Because I mean, it seems. Uh, yeah, they, they said money. he's making progress. You know, yeah, yeah, faster than he thought. But that's a knee injury. They said they said within a couple of weeks. But you know, by the end of August, he's supposed to be back. Although the Sebi Zavala guys stepped up, and Zach Collins has done nicely too. So it's it's. I'm I'm not really about that yet. Um, as far as Jimenez. I hope I hope he is the kind of guy that that can sit on the bench because you're right they have so many good defensive outfielders you don't want to put him out in the outfield at all if you don't have to. I'm looking up and down and these are all pretty good stats. Like you look at these OPSs: Tim Anderson, seven seventy six, seven eighty seven, Abreu, Yoan Mankata, seven sixty nine. Everybody's in the high sevens. Grandal's over eight. You got Luis Robert over eight and uh, Adam Engel over eight, but he hasn't really had that many at bats this year. Only eighty two. Um, but when I'm, I'm looking at these stats, what I notice is that there's just not a lot of holes in this lineup. Uh, you know, I mean, it, that's the thing is like the, it, you're not you've got a bunch of guys that can all hit, you know, like you've got, f- you know, four or five different dudes who could all hit home runs. Now, what what surprised me a little bit when I looked at comparative stats is that the Cubs, they I mean, they have a lower OPS. We're down to 20th in the majors now. You know, this is like most of these numbers are before all these terrible trades. But the Cubs have homered more than the White Sox this year. Uh, they're ninth in the league still. The Sox are 23rd. 20 more home runs on the year. That's a lot. Sox, however, take more walks. Uh, the Cubs, uh, unsurprisingly to anybody watching this show, um, strike out a heck of a lot more. Uh, White Sox are a bit average. Uh, the Cubs steal more bases than the White Sox do. And but the, yet the Sox have managed to be seventh in runs scored, where the Cubs are twentieth. So you know, so you got. I I think the big discrepancy there is your OPS, your ability to get on base and actually knock runs in. I there's, mean, I know that's a, a no brainer, but there's a, there's another big discrepancy, and with the White Sox. Remind me a lot of like the 2015 Cubs where all of a sudden every day there's like a new hero, a new guy that walks it off to get the big hit. And the yep. Cubs this year never yep. – how the Cubs left how many men on base all the time, all the home runs that you're talking about were all solo shots where it's like all of a sudden it's like with the White Sox, it's like sometimes – I'm like, who the hell walked that off? I don't even know that guy. That guy's not even like – not in a brain right. or something. It's like exactly. a new hero every day. Exactly. It's like, is it going to be Goodwin? Is it going to be Vaughn? Is it going to be Sheets? Like, guys, like, who? But they've all done it. You're right. And uh, your bullpen just got way better. Uh, you know, the, the switching over to the pitching side of things. Add to Para. Well, we had a three-headed monster. And uh, the only one that you didn't get was Chafin, who went over to the A's. Um, but, you know, you got – now you have two closers, basically. Um, you – Seven, eight, nine is going to be locked down if you have the lead at this point. And um, I don't know. How, how do you like your shiny new toys that you got from us? I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told you, I, I the, few, the, few, the few times I did see Corey pitch, they weren't good times. I, I know maybe the stats don't bear out, but I'm glad to see him go to you guys. Oh, Cody. And yeah. I'm excited. Cody about, Hoyer. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I'm so excited about Kimball. Uh, I, you know, I'm, we are, you know, we already got the ugliest, most intimidating looking reliever in the league. And now we've got Kimbrel too. So it, it's, it's a nice problem to have. 
Well, I, and, I, and let me just say this is that if there is anybody that looks like a White Sox fan, it's Craig Kimbrell's dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he's going to fit it right, right uh, perfect down there in Bridgeport. Um, Liam Hendricks was already your closer. I guess he sli- – is it closer by committee now? I mean, because he's no slouch. He's got 26 saves on the year. Uh, it, I guess he had 20, 31 save opportunities, which is maybe one of the reasons that they went and got him. Because uh, uh, But uh, you got uh, – Hoyer had taken quite a few innings, and you said – that it was, it sucked. Like he's got a 512 ERA. There's a reason they got rid of him. But one thing I did see is that his FIP is in the threes. So if you take away the White Sox's shitty fielding, he's a much better pitcher. Um, and then, but you got Aaron Bummer taking a lot of innings, Jose Ruiz. Uh, these guys, uh, Ruiz has an ERA in the threes. Uh, Garrett Crochet is taking quite a few innings. Kopech's taking quite a few innings. They've got ERAs in the twos. So do you feel like now that you add these couple of arms that your problem was solved? Like you don't have to throw out a Cody Cody Hoyer or an Aaron Bummer or whatever? The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sun Ranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store and uh you know we kind of get together we have a conversation about something cubs related or baseball related or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist matt camera you never know what's going to happen over there on tuesdays at 6 p.m at the spotify green room app here's what you do uh you download it and um then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app, and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. I think we got a delay, so I'll wait for you to respond. I don't know if you could hear us. I'll tell you one thing. The, I, I, the White I, I, Sox, I can hear you a bit. The, okay. White so- the White Sox have done so much to address the holes. That was the big hole in, the, in that team was the back end of the bullpen. They thought it would be stronger than it was. It didn't turn out that way. And so what you were concerned about before was Liam Hendricks. And they were starting to use him for two-inning saves. And you never just want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, you know how it is with closers. A lot of these guys just have a mentality, get me in the ninth inning, give me the ball, and let me have a clean inning. And so the hope now is is that with Kimbrell and with uh, Hendri- with uh, Liam Hendricks, you, ha- you have two guys, both of them that were on the all-star team, that can like let's say you know you know how it get, you know how sometimes uh, managers get nervous when all of a sudden you got to like you know it's a good thing when your closer has to pitch in three or four or five straight games. White Sox don't have to do that anymore. You know you could have Hendrick, you know Liam Hendricks pitch two games and then maybe you could have Kimbrel come in and close one game and then kind of go back and forth and have those guys completely fresh come October. Well, that's the other question: is are they going to be resting any arms? 
the last because they have such a gigantic lead right now in the central. You could just like shut these guys down a little bit. Uh, Southside Mikey's going to try to move greenhouses here, get closer to his router. We're just having some internet problems. I think I think I think I'm good now. I don't know if you can hear me now, but I can hear you now, and it's not. Bumbling, I guess, so I guess you just had to stand up. <laughs> so that's that's what it is. I'm sorry about um, that. Well, l- let me ask you before we we totally lose you because I asked you to uh, write down some rakes, flakes, throws, and blows, but uh, about you know who who you have. So let me ask you um, who is your today? Rake? I'm going to show you how to rake. Right right who? now we got. We got Tim Anderson. I mean, he's the do-it-all guy. Made a hell of a defensive play last night. He's hitting the ball all over the place. He he takes the ball to right field better than most guys can take it to you know their power alley, and uh, you know his average speaks for it. You know, I, I think he's he's definitely the the stud that you want at the top of the lineup. I'm, I'm looking it up here. He's in the last 30 games. He's batting 308 with a 328 OBP. He's got four home runs. But if you if you take that down to the last seven games, more like a 267 OBP and, and average, which means he's taken no walks, and uh, which that's not really too much of his game anyway. But um, hopefully, we're catching him in a in a state of cooling. That's my hope, anyway. Um, I don't about, last very long, so good luck. I know, I know. Uh, how about your flaker? I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? My, my, my flaker, I, I, put, I put Mercedes, you know, just because of, you know, if you don't know the story, it was, it was a 3-0 pitch. He, you know, he swung at it. He, he blasted it out of the park. Larusa came out the next day and blasted him to the media. Uh, got sent down, and we may never hear from him again. And then Ozzie Guillen goes on last week and says he's a cheeseburger boy, and he's not a Brayu, and he shouldn't act like he is. And so that you know that that to me, he he could have been. A, what happens if he if he takes that three and zero pitch? We'll never know. But you know, there's the haters out there that that say, "Come on, Larusa, that's baseball." And you know, I guess you got to make a better pitch on three and zero and fuck the unwritten rule. There's no such thing. Um, but He's my flake. Now, if I, if I could have a, a second flake, you know, I already put Bummer as another one, but Kopech a little bit. Kopech, he's got amazing stuff, but he can't throw strikes, uh, at least when I see him. It's, it's like he's got a real time getting, a tough time getting strike one. Oh, you're on the blows already. Complete, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm jumping, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but it, it, he's like a disappointment that just comes to my mind when I think about what could have been, what should be, because that guy's got amazing stuff. Uh, and uh, how about your thrower? Who's throwing up their hands to the Lord? Well, you know, obviously, Lance Lynn's the the man. He's 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 doing his thing. Liam Hendricks, how, how can you how can you deny that? Both those guys have have been as advertised. You know, as far as these guys are, they got the right stuff. So, uh, yeah, whether I, they I just... whether they can keep it going, that's that's the thing. But I don't think Larus is going to do a damn thing. He's not going to change a thing. In fact, he's going to be more hands off if that's possible for the duration. Yeah. Yeah. It, as long as he's not pants off, then I'm, I'm okay. Because uh, you, you don't, you don't know if he's even wearing underwear anymore. I don't think he, he finds boxers too way, constricting for his low balls. balls. What'd you say? 
<laughs> Dude, the only undergarment Tony Tony Larusa wears we her could depends. Make a rule, or at least try. To... I think we got a delay again. We're, we're in in and out of internet uh, prowess here. So um, now, my and uh, you wrote down here in the notes here so many outfield options. What to do? Who to play? Is is that just going to be? Is how has Tony been playing that? He's got to be somewhat hands on if he's switching up the outfield. You know, if, uh, do you, do you throw Eloy out there? I mean, he is has proven no. to be a defensive liability. No, just no. You don't. Well, you you, <laughs> you don't. No. You also don't forget you've got Lewis Robert coming back. You know, that's another one to add to the mix. Got Billy Hamilton. You've already got Vaughn, who I, I love the way he swings the bat. He's starting to uh, – uh, <laughs> yeah. Brian Goodwin, you know, the, he's he's the guy that hit that walk-off the other day that you wouldn't have expected. This Gavin Sheets guy, he's he's doing well in right field. Um, and then you got this Leroy Garcia. You got Adam Angle, who, you know, these guys are – they're pretty good defensively. So I, I, we're knocking the Sox defense a lot. I think that's easier to do with the infield. Uh, I don't know if you saw last night, Jose Abreu literally just dropped the ball. I hit him in the glove. He just dropped it. And he never mm-hmm. does that, but that did happen. But their, their outfield is is solid. They've made some amazing shoestring catches, especially Goodwin. Um, so they're fun to watch. Uh, I, I, I think that's, that's what I meant by that. Because, again, Garcia and Angle are guys that you don't even hear much about. But, you know, some teams they'd be playing, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Engel's got the better bat and Garcia's maybe the better defender, I, th- I think. And that's what I'm wondering, like if, if Tony LaRusse is so, you know, so hands off about everything, like, I wonder like how he's going to manage that roster come playoff time. I just, well, and, and Mike, one thing that I mentioned, and I don't know if you heard me earlier, is there's a lot of talk, a lot of chatter. You would know this is a fact is that like Frank Thomas didn't like DHing. He rather play first than DH. And his numbers mm-hmm. just when he was DHing were nowhere near as good than when he was on the field. And there's a lot of concern that Eloy is the same way is that he's a guy that needs to be engaged in the game for all nine innings, not just getting up, you know, three times a game to bat. And so there is concern about that. Sure. No, good point. And, you know, only time is going to tell. But with, with those guys they have on defense, not worth the risk. You know, yeah. learn a new skill. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty – I mean, it's, it's – I mean, this is really telling. It, I'm looking it up right now. As a left fielder, he's got 167 games played versus 13 as exclusively a DH. So this is a totally lopsided numbers game that we're playing here. So he hasn't really had a chance to play only DH. But when he does only DH, um, he does have three home runs in those 13 games, but he's batting .098 with a 132 OBP, slugging 275, and an OPS of 407. I mean, versus... Uh, uh, here's this, uh, this, the line 285, 329, 539 for an OPS of 868. I mean, it's double, but 13 games, mm-hmm. 51 at bats versus 649 at bats, you know. So take it with a grain of salt based upon small sample size. But Crawley's got a point, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. And he's a defensive liability. So it's like, what do you sure. do? Double the reason why you don't want him in there. <laughs> and yeah, not I mean, only I, is he, I, I, I get. I, 
not only ahead, is he a, not only is he a defensive liability for the team, but also for the other players. Like he collides into people and shit like that. It's just a and he's a huge man. Right. Yeah, right. and I miss him. I wish he was still a cup. <laughs> that that I mean, I want him and Cease back. And you guys could take the ghost of whatever Carlos Cantana cutting his hand on wine glasses was. Whatever. Jose. That. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Did I say Carlos? Yeah. Well, whatever. He's gone. Um, so uh, I do have a, another scavenger hunt. We've got a couple entries in the scavenger hunt to win the now. I'll show it to you. Is, is the and, and I guess that we answered the question. The K, Craig Kimbrell grow a beard. Uh, this beard did not grow before he was traded to the White Sox. Um, but you can still win it. And um, the, here's the scavenger hunt. I want you to flood Twitter with weather reports. You know, uh, some of you who watch the, and listen to this show know that I am in, in a feud with, uh, with another Sox podcaster who um, will remain nameless, even though I've named him before. And uh, he stole, he's stealing my weather reports. He's, he just went out there, and I know imitation is the most sincere f- form of flattery, but you can't imitate me and block me on Twitter at the same time. So I, w- I would like to just flood Twitter with random weather reports all weekend. Cubs weather reports, Sox weather reports, Chicago Dogs weather reports. Just I want so many weather reports out there that you that everybody – even if you have no skin or ears or eyes, we'll know what the weather is just by osmosis of everybody talking about the weather all weekend long. That's a really uh, strange thing, and I, I will enjoy seeing all the weather reports. Tag me, and you'll be entered to win the Craig Kimball bobblehead. Um, so, uh, I, But I will give the Gene weather. Craig. I will give the weather. It's going to be mid-80s. And uh, should be nice. I mean, uh, th- there's a night game on Sunday, which I forgot about, which kind of sucks. Well, they switched it up. It was a day game, and they switched it to a night game because they want the Cubs to be publicly humiliated on national TV. Yeah. And the White Sox always complain about not getting any national recognition. Well, maybe if you went to your games, they would show. The uh, ESPN would come, too. Um, let's go through the matchups real quick. We got Lance Lynn going out there uh, tomorrow. He's going up against Hendo. And uh, Lance Lynn uh, actually kind of came back to earth in his last start against uh, Cleveland. He gave up three runs, which he usually only gives up one. And he's had a great year. Um, So I don't know if the bloom's off the rose there. Cubs have seen him uh, quite a bit, or at least the guys that used to be on the Cubs. And look at the numbers for Jason Hayward against Lance Lynn. He loves it. Seven for 19, although those are mostly singles. But he's batting 368 with an OPS of 902. Robinson Cheerios does okay against him. He's got a home run and a triple. Ian Happ's homered off of him. So this gives me a little hope off Lynn. They've seen him, a couple of the guys. Most people haven't, but they've seen him. And um, Hendo's going up there for the for the Cubs. Probably. It hasn't been announced. I'm guessing he is. I'm wondering if they're going to do something like bring up Justin Steele to pitch one of these games and, you know, move people back. Cause it, I, last I looked, it hadn't been announced, but, uh, Hendo was real good against DC last time he faced him, uh, on the 31st, he gave up one run on four hits through seven and pitched a hundred pitches, which we haven't seen a lot of from him this year either. Um, the white Sox, they've seen him. 
Uh, Billy Hamilton may not play in this game because he's only two for 20 against uh, Hendo. But watch out for Abreu. He's still hurt. Oh, Hamilton's hurt? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be playing. Oh, okay. I saw yeah. him the last week in Kansas City. Watch out for Abreu. He's nine for sixteen with a home run. Uh, Tim Anderson also does well. He's six for thirteen. That's a four sixty two batting average. Um, but you know, for the most part, if you can just like keep those guys off base, I'm seeing a lot of nothing here. But Moncada's batting 100. Grandal's, well, he won't be back. Uh, Goodwin batting 167. Lurie Garcia's over 4. Right. Like, what I'm seeing is that the, the Sox don't like the slow stuff. So, I'm thinking Cubs easily win this game. Easily. <laughs> well, <laughs> my advice to the Cubs hitters is take some pitches against Lance Lynn. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, so at least make him work and, and uh, if you go up there swinging and, and help him out, you know, he doesn't need that kind of help. So if, if the Cubs got a chance, they better be patient because he's tough. Yeah, 122 strikeouts to 33 walks on the year. And, um, yeah. But we've seen him. We're, we're familiar with his game right. from being a Cardinal and stuff. So game two, you got the lefty Carlos Rodon. And I, I want to point something out about Rodon here, okay? So here's a guy, uh, t- 20 uh, – he hasn't had an ERA a year in under four since 2015. He's got a 2016 four ERA, 415, 418, then 519, 822 last year, although only eight innings pitched in the weird-ass 2020. This year, 249. 100, his ERA plus is 172. P in the cup, Rodon. Like... Seriously, is I mean, did this guy like go to the fountain of youth or is he on drugs? Like, what happened to Rodon? Theories can't explain it. Drugs. Uh, you know, he's always been a guy that that was a high ceiling guy, and this is the healthiest he's been. Uh, he's playing for a contract, he's on one of those, uh, I believe, he's on one of those one year deals. Uh, the, the thing I always told you is this is a guy that always had so much potential, but always ended up injured. And so I don't know if Rodon can keep this up for a full 162 or if he's going to be injured or if his arm starts getting tired, how's he done his last couple starts? Take a look at that. Terrible, terrible. His ERA was nine and four and a half the last two starts. So I I think he is on his way down. Yeah, he, he gave up four runs both times, only went four both times against Milwaukee, who can't hit, and KC, who's terrible. So And so you, you, you have this, again, I brought this up before, it's being talked about, about a dead arm period right now for him. So a guy that hasn't pitched a lot, who doesn't have a lot of innings over the last couple of years, is all of a sudden now, now you're past the, you know, you're past the halfway point, you're about, season's almost three quarters of the way done. And and he's been healthy, and he's been going for, for plenty of innings, and this he may be hitting a wall right now. Well, yeah, he only 74 pitches last time out, 79 the time before. But then if you look at his June, I mean, he's up over 100. And I'm wondering if, like, this is like, Larusa, what are you doing? You know, like, why aren't you pulling this guy? Now he's going to go through this other thing, and now you got to rest him. And now, I mean, I mean, who knows? You might have ruined him for the season. Um, here's the the Cubs are doing against Rodon. Nobody has more than five bats against him, but Contreras has a homer. David Bodie's one for two. That's a 500 batting average. 
Duffy's one for two. That's 500. Hayward's one for two. Um, no, there's a, there's not a lot against Rodon, but um, he's going through a dead arm. Cubs have seen him. They they do well off of him in a limited sample size. I don't see how we lose this game except for Adbert Alzali, who's also seemed to wait, hit a wait, wall. Wait, wait, wait. So, so far you have a feeling that the Cubs are going to win the first and second game? Yep, yep. I got no doubt about it. And then, but if, so if you look at uh, Alzali, he didn't pitch great against DC. Four and four. I, 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 what? Don't, don't doubt me, Crawley. Here, I, stick with me. <laughs> I have a narrative. I'm sticking to it. Um, no, he he is in almost identical outings in in his last two as Rodon, which is we faced Cincinnati. He faced Washington. Uh, gave up four runs in both of those, just like Rodon did. Gave up seven hits in both of those, went five innings, 81 pitches. So whatever corner we thought that maybe Alzali turned, he's, he went back on the other side of the corner. So Sox have seen him a little bit. Cesar Hernandez, who you just got um, to play what, got second him. base, he, he's got a yep. dong off of him. Adam Angle has a dong off of him. But other than that, I've seen a little lot of nothings. I mean, Grand uh, Obreu, 0 for 1. Terrible. 0 for 2, Tim Anderson, terrible. So I, I can't hit off him. So I'm thinking this is our game, too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, man. Bet with, uh, bet with Rocket. And the other oh, thing, too, Alzali, very similar to Rodon, a guy that has not pitched a lot of innings, that's had some kind of injury issues in the past. Uh, he's working on a couple pitches, and he's been struggling mightily against lefties, which should improve once those pitches he's been working on have improved. But it's not there yet. So, again, you have a lot more faith right now in the Frank Schwindel, uh, the Fargus Cub it, lineup. That, that's the other thing. These pitchers, they don't know how to pitch these guys. They just get, they're just going to groove a fastball, and Schwindel's going to freaking roar it over the fence. We don't even need Rizzo anymore. Like, Schwindel era has begun. (laughs) There's no book on him. There's no book on Fargus. There's no book on Schwindel. There's no book on most of these dudes. You know, there's a reason for that. Because they've been in the minors. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The final game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Tabula Rasa to our favor. The last game is uh, Dylan Cease, who the Cubs traded away for. Jose Quintana, and um, yeah, he was great last time against KC. 103 pitches, uh, only gave up one hit in six innings, struck out 11. was one of his best games of the season. He got his ERA under four, so he's been hittable. Um, uh, The Cubs have seen him very little. Um, Although Wilson Gutierrez, I'm looking for a big series for Wilson. He's got a dong off cease. Um, he won for five. Ian Haps won for five, and then nobody else has done shit off of him. But nobody's seen him. Um, something, uh, something I can say about him for the for the Cubs hitters. If if he has success, it's always low and away. If you look at his his chart on where he's getting his outs, low and away gets all his outs. If he starts throwing up and in, uh, that the Cubs may have a chance with him because that's where he struggles. The problem with Cease, which was the problem that he had with the Cubs, was just inconsistency. Day to day, it's just he's just not a consistent guy. Yeah. When he when he has a good start, looks like an ace. 
when he looks bad, he looks really bad. There's no, he's not the type of guy nope. that can like struggle through his bad stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like sometimes you'll sit there Absolutely. and you'll be like, ah, oh, Hendricks doesn't have his good stuff today. But sometimes, you know, that happens and you got to grind out and try to limit the damage. Cease has no ability to do that. If he's good, look out. He's going to make you look foolish. And if he's not good that day, he can't, he can't work through it. He has no ability to do that yet. He's given up six runs three times. Five runs once, so so I don't see how we lose this one either. To be honest, <laughs> he's due for a bad one. He's been good. He's due for he's due for one of those inconsistent well, ones. And you know if 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 your if your Cubs sweep does pan out like you've just predicted, fun fact, you know that will even the history of the Crosstown series between them. They will then be sixty five and sixty five. You, you realize that the Sox wow. have right now a sixty five to sixty three edge so this could be the sweep that pushes the cubs over that next so, level so all right so, wait we are 65 inside the series wait we have 63 wins cubs have 63 wins is that what right, you're telling okay, me against so, yeah okay so you could go up 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 on the series think of it you got you you win you win tomorrow like you say 65 64 you take saturday you're tied sunday you're up so yeah you're you're absolutely or we right. win we win all that one you we win all up. six. We win all six, and then we'll have 69 wins. Nice. That'd be nice. Real nice. Um, the only the, This is the only trepidation. Like <coughs> Excuse me. This is the only trepidation I have. Zach, Zach Davies is going to pitch for us. Now, he was absolutely dog shit in Colorado just the other day. He gave up seven runs on six hits, only lasted four. He gave up four the time before that. And he had been decent for the uh, a bunch of stars before. Like, you has know, he? Really... Has he, Danny? I mean, no, he sucked the entire time. He's just there to eat innings at this point, and that's my only uh, trepidation here. And the is Sox... he doing that? But here's the thing, though. Look at no, not he's not even doing that. But look, <laughs> here's here's uh here's the Sox numbers against him. Jake Lamb and Grandal, who won't be there, have dogs off of him. But look at batting two eighteen against him. You know, they haven't even seen him. Like, you know, they, they don't like the slow stuff. We're going to throw two slow ball pitchers at you. And and a dude you haven't seen much in the middle. I'm predicting Cubs sweep easy. I don't see how they don't. <laughs> I, just, I don't see it. Of course. Um, no. Artie says, I was there. Davies was awful. Yeah, he was absolutely fucking dog shit. I, it, it, I mean, we couldn't even get the Mets. Like, they're like, you know they were trying to give the Mets – uh, Davies instead of Williams, and they're yeah. like, nah, nah. The, the Cubs are like, no, same guy, same guy. You, you won't notice a difference. And they're like, nah, no, we know he's not the same. You're Davies has Williams. an appendix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, he should have that taken out. Maybe he'd be good. Um, so, uh, Mikey, I know that uh, you you told me right before we went on that you have some fun packs of baseball cards uh, that uh, you wanted to share with us because you got. Old Sox ones and old Cubs ones, and uh, it'd be fun to take a look at them and uh, see what see what we got. You got you have them in front of you. 
Hey everybody, a quick message, uh, last interruption of the show. I, I want you all to join our Patreon campaign. Why? Well, you get the show early, ad-free, and you help the Sunranto show stay on the air. You know, we got bills to pay, we got a website hosting uh, due real quick, uh, we've got uh, our stream yard that we've got to pay for, we got tickets and beer, we got, there's expenses, people. There's expenses with keeping the show on the air, and you should help us pay for it. Um, Go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o, and become a patron today. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. There are 105 other Cubs fans that have done exactly that, and you should join them because it really helps us keep the lights on. Please help the Sunranto Show. Stay on the air. Patreon.com slash sunranto. You can pay all at once. It's like $10. If you buy each one of us a beer... At the ballpark for doing the show, that's like $3 level. If you want the photographs and you want the uh, music, it's $5 level. If you want to get your name on the end of our live recording as a, as a special supporter of the Sun Ranto show, that's a $10 level. I know some of you guys can afford it. Um, if, you're, if you love Cubs baseball and Cubs talk and you want to help us out, then please become a patron. Patreon.com slash Sun and I won't bother you again about this because you'll be getting the free ad-free feed straight to your Patreon account. But you don't you gotta listen to ads like this one. You could you don't need to. You don't need to. One dollar will change all that. Patreon.com slash sunrant. Back to the show. Oh, I think he can't hear us again. I was at the game. Uh the there, there's a couple things that I, there's a couple of things that I think about, and I'm trying to remember the exact year. It was either 98 or 99. I want to say it was the summer of 98, if, if memory serves correct. The Cubs were doing really, really well, and the White Sox were not a good team. And all of a sudden, this series came that everyone thought the Cubs should totally dominate, and the White Sox kicked the Cubs' ass, and their season went downhill. That is what I'm hoping for, Danny. I that's hope you're what right. I'm, that's, what, I, that's what I'm rooting for. I got nothing. I got nothing left to live for or to root for. Uh, I got plenty to live for. I got nothing to root for uh, as far as uh, – or to live for as a Cub fan, you know, except for this shit. So, uh, Mikey, uh, do you have your uh, baseball cards? I want to I bring back some happier moments for you Cub fans. Uh, I was going through some of my old stuff. And uh, you know some of these some of these guys may bring back some smiles to your face. There we uh, we there got we Billy go. oh, Buck. Billy Buck. Billy Buck. Yeah. Nineteen eighty two tops, I believe. Uh huh. Rhino. Oh huh? yeah, eighty four. Oh man, Rhino, that was... all the guys. No, no, that's eighty five, right? Nice. Um, correct. Here's one. Everybody's favorite. Oh yeah, Barry Foot. One hell of a mustache. Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah. a great. Now, what year is that? 79? 80? Maybe 80. 80, yeah. okay. Yep. That's an 80. Yep. Now, you talk about mustaches. Oh, is who's that? Rick Paul? Uh, oh, Dick Tidro. Jesus. Dude, that, that's 81. That's, that's 81. I'd right? say 82. That's 81. 81. That was 81. We're pretty close. Now, I mean, our, our brains are totally fried. Side by side. Same year. These are both 78 cards. All right. Are these White the Sox guys? brother combination that was. The Russell Paul, brothers. Paul and Rick. These are Cubs. 
Yeah, Paul and Rick. For those of you interested, either White okay. Sox fan or Cubs fans, the Na- the Chicago Sports Spectacular is happening Labor Day weekend. You can get a Br- Russell Brothers package if you'd like, and they're also doing a two thousand. Uh, okay, that sounded bad, and uh, <laughs> and they're also like, doing a uh, two thousand five reunion at the Chicago Sports Spectacular. By the way, a Russell's brother package, a completely different thing in nineteen seventy eight. Completely different <laughs> at that point. I actually had this guy's autograph. I've lost it over the years. He was at the, the hospital when my sister oh, worked there. Lee Big Smith. Lee Smith. Hall, Hall of Famer. I love that. Love that guy. So, uh, give, give anyway, me, so hopefully give, that makes you a little a little happier about things. How about, how about some White Sox? Do you got any White Sox there to show us, like some old 80s White Sox that we could look through? Are they wearing I have the, the shorts? I, actually, I, have the, I, have the, I have the progression of – Oh, who's that? Uh, Stoney. Oh, St- Oh, Steve Stone. That's Stoney and Steve Stone in 77. Yeah. Steve Stone in 77. What a goof. And then he, he grows up a little bit. Here he is in 80 on the Orioles. Oh, yeah. Look at that hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot and of hair. He's, uh, he was a hippie. He's all grown up. He's what on happened? More. Yeah. Oh, that, now he looks like a middle-aged businessman. Oh, totally, totally! Look at him; he's a, he's an investor. He was he was and, really and searching sweet, for a look. <laughs> sweet swing and Harold. I just had a conversation with my buddy today about Harold Baines and whether or not he really is awesome. And and we no. decided, yes, he is. Yes, he really. Hey, he's not. <laughs> wait, wait, His stats wait, don't he, pan out either. He's not a Hall of Famer. That was once again. This was this stupid Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, uh, Tony Larusa garbage again. Ruining the Hall it of was Fame. Heartfelt. It was heartfelt. It was he was a Chicago favorite, and that's you know that's that meant a lot. So you know, uh, like well, that. thanks thanks for what sharing about this those. One? What about oh, that one? What about that, that one more? The Who's bull. That? I can't. That's, oh, that's the bull. Greg, Greg Luzinski. Luzinski. Yeah, Greg Luzinski. I, I had the a Greg bull. Luzinski bat. I, I somebody gave me a bit. He had a black bat, right? Sometimes. Did Greg yeah, Luzinski uh-huh, use a uh-huh, black? Absolutely. Yeah. So I had a Greg Luzinski bat, and I was a fat kid. So I was like, dude, I can totally be Greg Luzinski. Easy. And <laughs> in 80, I went to a Sox game before I went to a Cubs game. I went to Comiskey before I went to Wrigley. And I was at that. I was at some game, probably 82, 83. You know, Luzinski hits a home run. And we had they played the, the Blue Jays. Do you remember the old White Sox commercial when they used to play them on regular TV until they went to their own channel or whatever? that there was a commercial where they were trying to sell Sox tickets, but there was a play in which one of the White Sox guys, like he was going to make a shoestring catch, and then the other guy ran in real quick, and he made the shoestring catch. Do you remember this? It was on a commercial that was it when we were kids. All right. I was at that game. I, I, this is that's a really nice. odd childhood memory that like that nobody shares with me. But I've always asked people, I'm like, you remember this commercial? And nobody fucking does because it was because we're all Cub fans. Um, So um, – Couple of announcements. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band is playing on the twenty-first of August. Come and see us. Uh, tickets, we, you know, the Cubs. The, all those tickets are getting cheaper. Bleacher Bum Band's getting cheaper. We're going for five bucks this time. We're just, Woo. yeah, we're, we're going half price, people. So come on down. The Royals are in town, which is kind of interesting. We might actually beat them uh, with our Schwindel freaking bat in the right in the center the, of the lineup there. And uh, the other chance to see us is 925, and that's it. Then there's only the tailgate, 
which uh, we're going to work out some details with that. We're going up. Mikey Southside will be at that, too. Uh, we're going up in a party bus with his friend. we got to work out the details of all that stuff. But we're going. We'll be in Milwaukee, for better or for worse, tailgating on uh, September 17th. I don't believe there's any tickets left for our group tickets. we got got 100 people going. But buy tickets to that game. You can come hang out with us. And Bleacher Bum Band's going to play a little bit. Um, we're hoping that Riot Fest is canceled so Bleacher Jeff can join us. Otherwise, we're doing three-piece. Maybe Crawley could fill in, play a little lead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll just put the effects pedal. It'll be good. And um, I also want to thank uh, – we've had a couple of people – uh, joined Patreon recently, uh, and I want to just shout out one of the guys because he joined at uh, the Pete Lecoq level, which Ooh. is the $25 level. Wow. Uh, yeah, and that's Michael Cantor, and uh, he writes the rundown over at Cubs Insider. So big shout out to you, um, especially because we've had a few people that have come to me and said, hey, listen, work has sucked this year. I don't have enough money. Uh, I have to get rid of my Patreon. I, I want to tell you that, you know, because I would normally do it, but I'm just going to listen to the show with ads. And I totally understand that. I don't want anybody to be on the Patreon that uh, can't afford to be on the Patreon. That's not what it's there for. It's there to help support the show. I just got a bill for StreamYard, $478 for the year. So that's like over a month of Patreon support going just to being able to bring the show to you. So if you would become a patron... That would be awesome because it helps keep this show on the air. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You join at the $5 level. You get all the Bleacher Bum Band music, all the parodies throughout the year. Uh, so join up Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Sunranto. Become a Patreon. Um, our bills go up uh, so all the time. And uh, so we could use your support if you have an extra buck to throw at it. If you're a dollar supporter, become a $2 supporter. If you're a $3 supporter, become a $5 supporter. If you're a $5 supporter, become a $10 supporter, and you'll get your name at the end of the show. Um, and it helps pay for all the things like the Bleacher Bum Band rehearsal spaces, and it pays for the stream yard, and it pays for microphones and headphones and tickets and beer, most importantly. And uh, thanks for uh, being a uh, supporter of us, all the people that already have. Um, this Sunday, uh, we're going to have another show uh, probably before the game because, as I said, Sunday's a night game. And I think, Crawley, what do you think of this idea? What if me, you, and Michael get on the horn around 4 o'clock, 4.30 or something like that, and we find out about all these new Cubs that we don't know who's on the team? And we, we look them up. I'll, I'll do the work. <laughs> and we we find out who the hell Greg Schwindel is, or is his name Greg even? Frank. Frank. Yeah. See, I don't even. Know. We'll find out about Jake Jewel. You know, he's on the team well, now. I'm going to be in Wrigley at four o'clock on Sunday, so I oh, will have you're to gonna go. miss that. It's, <laughs> you're gonna miss that awesome show. Um, I'll check we, in live from Wrigley. Yeah, exactly. Have a, have a nice check-in with us, and uh, and we'll just say hi. But um, anyway, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Mikey Southside, Southside Mike, whatever you want to be called. Um, and uh, I, I guess I enjoyed I, it. Thank you so much, and I apologize for the internet issues. It's not, not your fault. Southside things yeah. are a little bit less sophisticated. I know it's it it, it really can't. It's kind of like the third world down there. So I understand how it could be in the south side. They got the the, the gerbil on the wheel that runs on the wheel. The powers that's what runs the, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to, I, I know, 
I know, Mikey, you said you said you were coming uh, to uh, or that your boy is coming to the, the game tonight. Uh, he's yeah. going to the Sox game. So am I. If yeah. any of you guys are going to the Sox game, you know, look for me, I guess. Watch me throw 35 at the <laughs> at the, the pitch speed thing. And um, anything else to add? Don't hurt uh, yourself. Oh, don't worry. I won't. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I don't lay out anymore. I can't. I can't do it. It hurts too much. Um, so I'm going to end the game. This- I, I root, root for the Sox. Root for the Sox. Since, since they're going to get swept this weekend, at least root for them tonight, okay? <laughs> I, do, I don't know. I've tried with that. I've really tried rooting for the Sox, and there's always something that draws me away from liking them. Um, you know, I, I try to root, root, root for the home team. It's, it's hard. There's something about it that keeps, you know, not allowing me to like the White Sox. I don't know. I'm sorry, Mike. I I, I apologize. I'm gonna I'll, say that, I'm gonna say there'll be an improvement in the eye candy section. At least you'll have more things to look at in the stands. Uh, Even though the, there's not many, there's a better selection. Big, 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 fat, hairy guys uh, in in uh, doing making cup snakes and Wrigley don't do it for you. <laughs> uh, not not yesterday. <laughs> All well, right, brother. Thanks again for having me on. It was a blast. Yeah, dude. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, we're gonna spagog out of here, and um, and we're gonna play a little dumb Hawk Harrelson to, to to pinch it off. Spagog. I love it. I love it. Hey, Crowley. One question for Crowley. Did you have a, a prediction on the series? Since Danny's, you know, saying the Cubs are gonna go three and zero. Cubs are gonna lose the series one to two. Which one do we win? I think we we win the Hendricks. I agree with you. Absolutely right. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Spagog. Spagog. You you win. You win game two. You win game two. You beat. Hogs calling White Sox games on the south side of town, but now he won't come to Wrigley Field. Cause Hawk hates the Cubs It's just a can of corn Can't stand Joe West Or Bud Selig Bashing the umpires Hawk's such a homer Hate when he says you can put it on the board Yes Oh my He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson Dumb Hawk Harrelson Dumb Hawk Harrelson He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson a dumb Hawk Harrelson. No one likes Hawk Harrelson. I'd really hate my life if I was Steve Stone. He must want to rip off his ears when Hawk's hair stretch and yells he gone. Oh my. He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Dumb Hawk Harrelson. Dumb Hawk Harrelson. He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Oh no! No! He was safe. No! And another bone call by Hernandez. No! This rule is BS. That's what it is. Pure, simple BS. Send Dagnum and when it's not a homer. Cause a broken bat, single a mat, I'm out of cola. Sit back, relax, and strap the town. He'll say it's the same damn thing every single damn day. I think the Hawk is so be fleeting me, big cat, no contact and cat of corn. Criticizing umpires, Hawk doesn't like the call. He hates the north side and he'll come to Wrigley. Hawk's not welcome in the friendly confines. Stay down south with your stupid.
last booth is where the hawk wants to die. It's not Dumb baseball. Dumb it's just not baseball. Just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Oh, oh, my. He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. That is, that is a flat-out absolute disgrace to the umpiring profession, what this guy has been doing. Oh, my. He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. You've got to be kidding me. What are you doing? Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.